and on MovieCast back for week two. This week we're doing the Royal Tenenbaums. I'm Adam. I'm here with my co-host Luke. Luke, talk about the movie. Uh, yeah, so the synopsis on IMDb says the eccentric members of a dysfunctional family reluctantly gather under the same roof for various reasons. The Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, uh, written and directed by Wes Anderson and also Owen Wilson was a co-writer for this film. Yeah, starring Gene Hackman, Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelica Houston, Ben Stiller, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, Danny Glover. There's so many people in this movie. It's it's just, I don't like Baldwin's the narrator, which I didn't really re- notice until this time watching it. I was not expecting that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because the voice sounds familiar. And I was like, who, who is this? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's Alec Baldwin. I, yeah, I, I like couldn't see Alec Baldwin being in a Wes Anderson type film, you know? So uh, it was interesting to have him as the narrator. Like he definitely added to this movie. Yeah, I, I love the narration in this movie. I think it... Fantastic. The, the you know the first sequence with the uh, with Hey Jude in the background where it's kind of just telling the story of from they were kids. That's perfect. It kind of just establishes all the characters and who they are, and then it does the same thing again for when they're older, like current day. And uh, yeah, you know, without that, I think you'd be completely lost, honestly. <laughs> yeah, really though. Um, Adam, I just I have to say, man, you're two for two on uh, movie suggestions in the past month. I, I never miss. Yeah, really though. I I love this movie just as much as everybody wants some. So, uh, yeah, if you look at my updated letterbox list, it's uh, it's up there with like my favorites. So I saw it's right next to everybody wants some. Yeah, that's funny that the first two we've done for this are both ones that Luke loves. Uh, I was actually thinking about moving this one to my favorites instead of Grand Budapest, but I need to rewatch that first because I, I love this movie. Um, it's hard to, to really give it a great review because I think the best review has already been done, and it's by Jeff Borslow of the Karst cast, and it's, this is a movie. It's really hard to top <laughs> that because it, it just nails it on so many levels that I, don't, I didn't know what to write for mine, so I just didn't, I couldn't come up with anything. I mean, that perfectly sums up this movie. It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> you can't argue with that. There's you no can't. way to argue with it. It's it's so good. So this is my fourth Wes Anderson film that I've seen. Uh, the other three that I've seen is Grand Budapest, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and uh, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah, I have seen all of them. This is, at worst, it's my third favorite. I Top three, I'm not really sure in the order. But um, it's it might be his best, or maybe Budapest is best. That's my favorite. I don't know. I just I love Wes Anderson. It's he's just my one of my favorites. I mean, I'm only four films in, and like I can say with confidence, he's one of my favorites. Like every time the movie starts, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> yeah. What's the opening scene in this movie? Is it a is it is it like one of the montages? Or no, it's Hackman at the table, I think, sitting at the table, telling the kids why he has to go away. And just every shot, you can just tell immediately from like the symmetry in the background and you know, when they turn it on the kids. Vibrant like, colors, all yeah, so that. Yeah, that's, that's Wes Anderson. Exactly. <laughs> no one else that can make this movie. 
my my favorite thing about Wes Anderson is how he, like he takes these bizarre situations well, like he makes bizarre situations but then he creates these like very human very real stories like emotions that characters feel in this movie are definitely emotions that many many people feel every single day you know yeah for so, sure I think that's I mean, he does that in all of his movies. I I feel like, and it, that's why I love him so much. Just his ability to create these human stories and these fantastic worlds. Exactly. Which, I don't know. I just really enjoy watching that kind of stuff happen. And I think this is one of the best examples of it in Wes Anderson. I mean, they're all great examples, but this one is one of my favorites because it's, it's more grounded than most of it. Than like at least his later films, I would say. Yeah, I like dogs about talking dogs. So (laughs) it's just based on that. Uh, And I love The Life Aquatic, but I think this is a more grounded story. Uh, Rushmore and um, Bottle Rocket are probably more because they're not not as weird as as this one. But I think with the Royal Tenenbaums, there's never been, maybe in The Life Aquatic, but I think the emotion hits hardest in this movie more than any other Wes Anderson movie for sure. And uh, I think that's, that's really good. Hot take. It's a good movie. (laughs) Yeah. This is a movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah. This one definitely hit me the most like emotionally. I, I, I'm man enough to admit I teared up. (laughs) I cried watching this movie. (laughs) It's so good. It's, like by far my favorite Wes Anderson film that I've seen so far. And I really don't think any of the other ones are going to top it. Life Aquatic might people sleep on it, but it's very good. Yeah. I, I saw it's on prime. Yeah. I, just got um, added. And Rushmore. Rushmore is also awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I saw that. Um, awesome. Isn't there uh, I know Moonrise Kingdom was on Peacock, but was there a second Wes Anderson film on Peacock? No. Isle of Dogs is on IMDb TV for free. There's just ads in it, but it is free for anyone to watch. If anyone's interested in watching Isle of Dogs, which is also good. But I think I guess the um the biggest thing, uh, the, the my favorite thing in the Royal Tenenbaums is uh, two people. I guess two people. It's uh I think you will probably, you probably feel the same way. I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh Richie Tenenbaum and Margot Tenenbaum, their whole arcs are that's what i was most invested in this is my second time watching it but i think still i was still just as invested this time as i was the first time um i agree their stories were amazing but uh honestly i think my favorite story was uh royals really i I, really yeah like it's just um I, i i really like stories of like redemption you know and uh, in this in this movie, you can definitely tell that Royal Tenenbaum, you know, clearly misses his children. He wants to reconnect. And he wants to, you know, mend the relationships. And uh, I, I I really like stories like that. Oh, I think um, Royal sucks. Like I don't like Royal. I mean, no, I agree. I agree. He is. He's a jerk. Like, there's no way to put it. Like, he is not a great human being. But, like, at the same time, like, he, I feel like he's got a good heart. But at the same time, yeah, he's, he's, nah. he's also a jerk. Like, 
big time. Like uh, the dog fighting scenes, I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's bad. Like, he, like he's a jerk, but he's a likable jerk. Yeah, I agree I, with you. I, don't I like agree him very with much. you. Mm. I don't know. That might just be me, but like, yeah. in, in, I I really love the scene where uh, he takes. Uh, Ch- you know Ben Stiller's character Chaz's kids out and like they just start doing all the shenanigans like <laughs> uh, that was uh, I, I thought I mean, that I like scene this, was funny I, yeah that seems funny I just also one of those scenes where I, I just think oh Royal is the worst dude I don't. <laughs> again, again I agree with you he's a jerk but like he's a likable jerk you know <laughs> for me yeah. personally for me personally I think, and like I think he has redeeming qualities which is maybe I don't know. I mean, he does save the kids at the end, which is very low bar, but got over it. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, one of another group of characters I thought were very funny, uh, Bill Murray, I, Raleigh St. Clair, and the kid's name is Dusty, I believe. Does that sound right? Dusty? Uh, I believe so. That, that same kid is in um, oh, Dudley. It's Dudley, that's right. He's in a show that I love, Freaks and Geeks. Uh, he plays, I think the character's name is Harris. Yeah, Har- I, Harris and Freaks and Geeks. I really wanted to watch Freaks and Geeks. I have not seen it, but I've heard very good things about it. But every, like, every line of his in this movie is so funny. And at the end, there's like the, where they're on a tour, and someone goes, can he tell time? And Bowman just goes, God, no. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That's like such like... It just nails our sense of humor, or at least my sense of humor, that I just found that very funny. I don't know, it's not a, like it's a great joke, but for me, it just makes me laugh. Yeah, again, like, I think this is the funniest Wes Anderson film I've seen as oh, well. For sure. Without a doubt. Like, it's it's just so expertly crafted. Every line like, it's of a perfect... Royals is hilarious. Yeah, like, it's just... It's a perfect mixture of comedy and drama. <laughs> like, it's. I have nothing but high praise for this movie. It's so good. And it's another one of those things. I think it's similar to as we were talking about last week with Link Later that every everybody in a Wes Anderson movie does a good job. I don't think there's ever like a bad performance in a Wes Anderson movie, and there certainly isn't in this one. Everyone's great. Agree. I mean, Owen Wilson's running around at the end, like just all. I forget what the, what drug he was on, but he's just he has his face painted. He's just running around like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Owen Wilson. But speaking of Wilsons, uh, I think the the best performance in this movie and the best character in this movie is Richie Tenenbaum. Yes, one hundred percent agree. My favorite character. Is it, because, is it because your name's Luke Wilson? <laughs> and I was, I was about to say, and it's not just because we share the same name. Yeah. But, no, he was really just my favorite performance. Like, you know, we were talking about Royal being a jerk. Like, he's the opposite of that. He's a good dude. Yeah. Like, the, um, like, the fact that, you know, he still loves his family, even though they haven't always been, like, the best to him. Yeah. And, I think uh, the the two 
best scenes of Richie Tenenbaum, I'm gonna go with the lighter one first. The uh, the tennis meltdown scene. Yes, I was gonna mention that. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie where he's just like <laughs> just laying on the ground and he was just like, <laughs> like hit it as light as he can, barely over the like, net. And he took his shoes off and he only had like the one sock yeah. on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just excellent work. And then Obviously, I think the, the most powerful scene in this entire movie is when he attempts to commit suicide in the bathroom. Yeah. And that whole, I think it's like a two-minute scene, is one of the most powerful scenes in a Wes Anderson movie. Definitely the, the most in this movie, for sure. But yeah, uh, Luke Wilson, it's weird that he hasn't been in more Wes Anderson movies because he's only been three, I think, and he's been great in all three. He's been probably the best part in all three. Not Rushmore, but he's very good in Rushmore. So yeah. it's a shame that he's still not working with Wes because he, I think he does his best work with him. I agree. And uh, the last movie I saw Luke Wilson in before I watched this was The Goldfinch. And you know, oh, yeah, he was in, in The Goldfinch. Yeah. In that movie, he plays uh, the main character's father, who is an absolute piece of crap. Like, so he's more like Royal. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he makes Royal look like a saint. That's saying something, you know? Yeah, that's true. uh, Like, yeah, Royal's a jerk. At least he didn't, you know, beat his kids. Like, unlike Uh, Luke Wilson's character in The Goldfinch. But yeah, like, seeing, like, his character in The Goldfinch and then seeing Richie Tenenbaum in this movie, you know, just like a super nice, easygoing guy. Like, it. the dude's got range. (laughs) He's a good actor. (laughs) I think... I, I, another one I, person I want to get into real quick because one of our friends hates Gwyneth Paltrow. I think it's Mike. I think Mike Ewing hates Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. She's yeah, really he, good. He she is. I, well, Mike also hates Natalie Portman. So Mike's an idiot. But like <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and Luke Wolf in this movie are like they have one, they're, they're great chemistry and everything. Like you actually, you kind of, you actually buy the relationship or like, you know, that whole thing, you buy it because of how good they are together on screen. Really? And I don't think I've ever seen a person, because I think, I, well, I think, you know, this movie, every, everyone's depressed in this movie, but I think it's a, a Wes Anderson depression is different than normal depression in movies. But I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever seen anybody play a Wes Anderson depression character as well as Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie. Dude, 100% agree. Just her face in every scene. She looks just miserable. And it, <laughs> And then, you know, and then she's amazing at showing the exact opposite emotion of happiness when she was with Richie. Yeah. You know, so I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, uh, a scene that really cracked me up was like uh, when she was in the bathtub and like well, she had like the mini TV like <laughs> hooked up. And it's, then, tied uh, down, it's tied down. With, like, or yeah, tied the, down. With like the, the weakest string ever. It's tied <laughs> yeah. down. And, then, uh, and then the mom was like, I'm worried that's going to fall into the tub. <laughs> yeah. You know, we haven't, gotten to, we haven't gotten into Ben Stiller at all yet, but yeah. I, I think we need to mention Ben Stiller because he is also very good so, as jazz so tenenbaum who do you who do you think was the more sad character gwyneth paltrow or chaz i mean they're all sad everyone I mean, bill murray's sad they're all sad in this movie yeah but like i don't know i feel like 
Gwyneth Paltrow's character was the, uh, you know, Margot. I think she was the best at like showing that she was sad. But I think, like, in reality, like, Chaz was the saddest character in this movie. Well, it, it's hard to compare the three. It is really very hard. Different. They're all, yeah. you know, for different reasons, they're all yeah. kind of, they're all messed up. Uh, you know, Chaz is, we're not going to, I don't want to get into the whole backstory because it's really depressing. But <laughs> um, Chaz, uh, he's great at playing, I, I guess he would be, I guess overprotective, I guess that, that kind of makes him sound like a worse guy than he is. Cause it's not just that simple with him, but exactly. Yeah. He's a, uh, Ben Stiller is awesome in this movie. I mean, everyone's awesome. I always said it a million times that everyone in this movie is just unreal. Oh, yeah. if you haven't talked about Danny Glover or Angelica Houston or <laughs> Owen Wilson, you know, and, <laughs> They're all great. Like, there's so many people to talk about in this movie that it's hard to really give everyone their time. Yeah, I agree. And um, another, it's impressive that, you know, through writing the script, that Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson were able to kind of manage all of these characters and make everyone feel important part of the story yeah. when there's only, or when there's, what, there's like eight or nine main people that we kind of focus on. We're able to, you know, get to learn about every single one, and we kind of you understand who they are and what they're about by like, well, like minute twenty, and just it's like that quickly. You just you know who everybody is, you know what they want to do, and you know you can kind of it grows. You can kind of uh, maybe I guess you like the characters more as it goes on, but you kind of you from the beginning you know who they are, and you know you know you're gonna like them just based on the opening narration and just the style of the whole opening sequence. Yeah, this this movie started off with a bang and then just <laughs> carried it all the punch. way. Yeah. And carried that all the way through. Like it Yeah. I one hundred percent agree with you. You know, this movie did a fantastic job with balancing all the characters. Like it if Every every character in this movie got enough time, you know. Yeah. Like nobody was really left out, and uh, watching a lot of like modern Hollywood movies, you know, they suffer from that problem, like focusing too much on one character, not giving attention to the other. So, yeah. before we move on to another topic, real quick, I want to do. We kind of skipped over this. I want to just read some of Royal Tenenbaum's lines because they're <laughs> that's the funniest thing. Yes. I know this one's Karsten Runquist's review on Letterboxd, so you've already, you know what this is going to be. I know what it is. I'm very sorry for your loss. Your mother was a terribly attractive woman. It's just, that's just incredible. And this is the <laughs> delivery, the delivery by Gene Hackman, where it, it doesn't feel like it's a joke. He just says it with a straight face. And if you're not paying, you might miss it. <laughs> but it's, it's the kind of thing that if, if, you, if you hear it and you, you, you get what he's saying, you know, it's, I couldn't laugh. I I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, that was the best line in the movie. Oh no, I think it's the second. I think the best line in the movie is this one. Anybody interested in grabbing a couple of burgers and hitting the cemetery? (laughs) That is a good one. He yells it from. He's yelling it like up to a window. (laughs) (laughs) That's just incredible. Wes Anderson, right there. My good, like honestly, some. And then there's, there's a bunch of very sad lines. We might get into that in a minute or two. But I just wanted to hit those Royal Tenenbaum lines before getting into whatever you wanted to talk about next because I've kind of been saying a lot about what I love about it. 
What's your favorite part about this movie, Luke? Oh man, just, I love all of it. I was enjoying, like, there wasn't a time where I was like, okay, can we move on, please? Like, I was just so invested. Uh, I Again, I think my favorite thing, you know, we talked about earlier, was just like the perfect blend of comedy and drama. And, you know, and like we said about all other Wes Anderson films, he tells like a very human story. And I think like this is one of the most human stories that he's told. And uh, like it just it, it just goes to show you, you know, like none of we're all human beings. We're not perfect. We all have problems. We all, you know, need help sometimes. And uh, yeah, I, I really loved what he was going for in this film. I think that the Royal Tenenbaums is kind of the perfect Wes Anderson movie to watch first if you haven't watched any Wes Anderson. 100% agree. It's kind of the perfect movie that balances his unique, I guess is the best way to describe it, his unique style and, you know, the real world. I think this toes that line very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is definitely like the most realistic setting of, of of uh, his films of the ones you've seen yeah I of the ones i've seen yeah yeah i mean they're all great it's hard like i uh, i i hate like analyzing wes anderson movies because i like them all so yeah. it's, but it's they're all hard it's like what do you like about wes anderson it's unique it's hard to really describe what he i guess whimsical is or i've seen thrown around but yeah. it's hard to really describe wes anderson if you haven't watched wes anderson again all all I can say about Wes Anderson is you know it when you see it. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I guess real quick, uh, we should probably hit on the the um, the arc of Richie Tenenbaum and the arc of Chaz Tenenbaum. And I guess we'll throw Marvel in there too because they're, they're the three main characters, I think, or most important characters. Um, maybe we'll start with Margot. With uh, the beginning, she's and uh, she's I think married to Raleigh St. Clair, who is Bill Murray, and she's very unhappy, yeah, very depressed. And I don't think she gets that much better, honestly. Throughout, like she doesn't. At the end of the movie, she's. I mean, no one really fixes their problem by the end, but she's better. I would say she's not as miserable. Um, and I think her arc kind of. It goes hand in hand with Luke, with uh, Luke Wilson, Richie Tenenbaums. Well, it's kind of the whole thing. He's she, oh, we should have mentioned it. Uh, Margot is their adopted sister. <laughs> Makes yeah. it slightly better because yeah. uh, Margot and Richie Tenenbaum uh, have some kind of weird relationship that we don't really know about before. It's kind of hinted at that, that they're in love, but it doesn't really. You don't really know for sure that until he says it. Ah. But it, um, they their relationship of them kind of finally come together at the end, and then being like, "We're gonna have to just be secretly alone with each other and leave it at that." Is I mean, it's heartbreaking. It really is, um, especially when you throw in that she was with Eli. She was cheating on Bill Murray with Gene uh, or uh, Owen Wilson's character Eli Cash, who was Richie's best friend. Yeah, because just that whole thing—they were all sad and they all hate their lives. And 
looking for anything. But Chaz Tenenbaum at the end, I the line that of the one line of this movie that I think people talk about the most is uh, I've had a rough year, Dad. And just the delivery on that line from Ben Stiller is it's unbelievable. I mean, he nails it. Yeah. That, that was one of my favorite lines of the movie. I, I, I think uh, that scene hit harder this time than it did the first time for me. It like, hit you know, really... I, Sorry, I was just going to say, it hit really hard for me the first time. (laughs) I knew it was coming, and I still hit. So, yeah, I just, what can you really say about this movie that we haven't said, uh, that hasn't been said before? You know, it's it's an unbelievable movie. It's, for me, it's an easy five stars. I know you gave it five stars as well. Oh, for sure. This is, I'd give it more than five stars if I could. (laughs) It's so good can't argue with anything any of that and um oh i was just gonna mention with uh ben stiller's character chaz you know another scene that really hit me was um at the end you know when uh royal has the heart attack and he's and like chaz is the last person that was with him while he was alive yeah like i just thought that was beautiful and so fitting because you know in the movie chaz and royal do not have a good relationship like at all. Yeah. And um and at the end how they were able to, you know, get past their differences and at least I- I'm not sure if like he fully forgave him, but you know, the fact that, you know, Chaz was able to, you know, start communicating with his father again. Um again, just all of that I thought was beautiful and I thought it was very appropriate for the story that Chaz was the last person to be with Royal while he was alive. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, one last thing on Tenenbaums before we move on to our second segment, which is the Wes Anderson character lists. Um, I want to mention that the guy that played Pagoda, uh, I don't know if you heard this story, but he actually owned a coffee shop in I think Austin, where they went, they all went to the University of Texas. Wes, Luke, and Owen Wilson, and they were they were regulars at his coffee shop, and I think that's and that's why they cast him. in I think he's in Rushmore, Bottle Rocket, and World Cannon Bombs. No, so he's that's not an so actor; cool. he's just a guy that owned a. It's because I guess they're one of their friends. So yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. I thought Pagoda was great in this movie. You know, <laughs> he so, stabbed Royal. <laughs> <laughs> so random. Yeah. But I guess we'll, you got anything else to say on Tenenbaums? Do you want to move on to the next, or, or I guess our final segment? Um, I just want to say that I I love this movie so much. Like, it, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen Please it, watch on, it if you haven't. It's on Prime Video. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess we'll get into our Wes Anderson character lists. We did a top five. Luke's only seen four movies, so his is not, they probably were not, It'll probably change when he finishes it, maybe. I'm not sure. But uh, I'll kick things off with number five. From the Royal Tenenbaums, I have Margot Tenenbaum. That's my number five as well, actually. Yeah. So. Margot Tenenbaum is a great character, and Gwyneth Paltrow is amazing in this movie. I think we kind of hit on it. We kind of mentioned everything we could about that earlier. So I guess we'll yeah. go to number four. For me, I have Ned Plimpton from... The Aquatic Life, or yeah, Aquatic Life with uh, Steve Zizou. Um, 
Ned Plimpton is played by Owen Wilson. It's the life aquatic. I think that's the aquatic life. It's the life aquatic. Um, Ned Plimpton is Owen Wilson's character. He is, he plays the potential son of Steve Zizou played by Bill Murray. And he is kind of, I would say he's the heart of the movie because Steve sucks, but um, I don't want to spoil it for Luke because I know Luke hasn't seen it, but uh, Owen Wilson does a great job in that movie and he's on number four. Nice. So uh, my number four is a char- another character from the Royal Tenenbaums. We didn't actually get to talk about him that much, but uh, yeah, my number four favorite character was Henry Sherman. Okay. Yeah. We didn't really mention him at all, I think, actually. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, but uh, he... Um, he plays he plays the second husband of Ethelene Sherman who is Royal's ex-wife. Yeah, played and, by Dan Glover. Yeah, and the mom and uh yeah, the mom of the three kids that we mentioned earlier. So uh so yeah, I just I just thought he was a really good dude, you know. And, um yeah. can't argue with that. He's he's uh yeah. I, I, li- I like good people. I don't know if that's a hot take, but... <laughs> you did, you, but you did like Royal, so maybe not. Uh, <laughs> uh, my number three is Max Fisher from Rushmore, uh, played by Jason Schwartzman. He is the main character of that movie. Again, Luke hasn't seen it. I don't want to spoil it, but Rushmore is very funny. So it's on Prime Video, just like the Left Quadic, so check it out. Question... In Royal Tenenbaums, was Jason Schwartzman one of the uh, tennis announcers? Yes. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was him. I just yeah. wanted to make sure. I think it was him and Wes Anderson, actually. Really? Maybe. I, I might just be making that up. I know Schwartzman yeah. was one of them. Yeah. Um, so my number three is uh, f- a character from Moonrise Kingdom. It's uh, Captain Shark. I thought about putting him on my list. Played, uh, played by Bruce Willis. And um, I'm sorry, I'm just not, I'm sorry, everyone, like, <laughs> I'm not really good at describing things. Uh, again, just a, another really good dude, and I really enjoyed it. He was my favorite character in Moonrise, so, like, I had to put him on my list since I've only seen four Wes Anderson films. Yeah. So. Uh, he's great. I yeah, he's great. I thought about him for a while, but I will not yeah, like we said in the last episode, you know, we're just guys who like movies. We are not at all experts or anything. So, <laughs> uh, my number two is uh, M. Gustav from the Grand Budapest Hotel. Same. Played by Ray. Fine. I think we have to say number one as well. Played by Ray Fines. Um, he is the star of that movie. I think he was nominated for best actor from that. I'm not 100 percent sure. I might just be making that up, but. Uh, I'm thinking, I can't fact check, but uh, yeah, he's he's unbelievable, and that movie's great. It's my favorite movie I've ever seen as of right now. So, yeah, and you have that as number two as well. Yeah, yeah. he absolutely stole the show. Like Grand Budapest would not have would not have been a good movie as as good of a movie without his performance. Yeah, so. and I guess I'm sure we have to say number one. Um, is it Richie Tannenbaum? Yep. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. This didn't go as well as I thought it was going to go. But Rich yeah. Bomb is a great character. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, that was our list this week. Top five Wes Anderson characters. Um, I guess we should probably make the 
big announcement of the future of this. Um, we are kind of switching things up starting next week for the next, honestly, I have no idea how long this is going to take. Whenever. Yeah. We're going to be bringing on our friends to talk about their favorite movie and why it's their favorite. Um, I'm going to do some kind of you know, draft or rankings based on that. So next week, our first guest will be our good friend, Hurricane Mike. And his choice after, it took him two days to figure it out, but he went with Treasure Planet on Disney+. Plus. And we will be doing a draft of our favorite pirates. So that's what we got coming next week. I don't think we have anything else to really hit on this week unless you got anything, Luke. No, just, uh, again, watch Royal Tenenbaums. And Treasure Planet. Oh, yeah, and Treasure Planet. I have not seen that movie since I was, like, 10. I don't know if I've ever seen it, honestly. It's it's been a long time, so. Yeah, Mike wanted to pick, uh, I think he wanted to pick October Sky, but that is not streaming anywhere, so we made him pick something else. It took him two days to figure it out, but he did. So he will be our, our guest next week. And uh, check out our other, net, the rest of the stuff on the network, the Power Hour, which don't listen to the last one because it was bad, but yeah. uh, start listening next week when it might be good again. Probably not, but it could be. Um, yeah. That's all we got this week. Uh, I'm Adam for my co-host Luke. We'll be back to talk about Treasure Planet with Hurricane Mike starting, well, next week, I guess. So, see you.